Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan on News Talk. Road rage and whether or not it's something you've been on the, the tail end of because there's new research out this morning that, that finds two thirds of Irish motorists have experienced. We're talking about aggressive behaviour on the roads. 29% said they'd, they'd experienced verbal abuse. But 32 people who were surveyed as part of this said they'd actually been physically abused on the roads. So I'm wondering how common is it? Do you lash out if somebody pulls up in front of you? What are your experiences of bad driver behaviour? I want to hear your stories on the programme. Damien is a retired bus driver. Like, how, what sort of road rage, Damien, have you witnessed over the years? Well, um, I've had people that, uh, uh, hello, Andrea, I should say. How are you? Uh, I've had people that um, thought they could stop a bus on a sixpence and stop the car in front to drop off a passenger at a bus stop or near it, and that uh, you should miraculously stop the bus to pick them up. I find that particularly aggressive and very dangerous. And uh, also, um, we've all experienced tailgating, and um, even on the bus, people that, in one case, a guy pulled the steering wheel out of my hands. This is before there was this protective screen around the, uh, the driver. He pulled the steering wheel out of my hands and pulled the bus across the road. Thank God, at very low speed. Mm-hmm. So I uh, give them a bit of industrial language and a few lessons and keep an eye from the bus driver. Yeah. So those are some examples inside the vehicle and outside and around. You're all... abuse, certainly. Yeah, you're yeah. right. So, so, so I suppose you have a sort of a unique um, experience of this as a bus driver um, or formerly as a, as a bus driver and, and kind of the, I suppose, the abuse and language and that that you have to deal with. But even just as a motorist, Damien, this is obviously yeah. what you did for a living as a professional driver. So like, how would you describe, um, are we good, like, are we good drivers in Ireland? Uh, an award, uh, no, I've seen something in the last half hour. Uh, somebody looking at a traffic, a green traffic lights for 15 seconds before they moved off. Uh, so, you know, inattention of driving. When, when I got the call from your researcher earlier, uh, there was a near miss on the N4. Somebody pulled out without looking to see was it clear. So, of course, that happens in many different countries. But mm. we know about the people that use the phone when they're driving. And uh, I've, I've seen a couple of people swinging out from the inside lane just drifted out in front of the bus. So there's plenty of examples. We're no better than anybody else. Yeah, we're asking what our, our driver behaviour is like here in Ireland today. Robin is joining us as well, Damien. Robin, you're currently a learner driver. So what's your experience of this? Um, yeah, I'm a learner driver. I'm waiting for my test, like you know, a lot of people are. Mm-hmm. And um, luckily, I haven't been kind of a victim of, of really aggressive road rage. I don't think it's affected me massively, but it's something I've certainly noticed in terms of um, the distinct lack of patience for learner drivers. I think people are very quick to, to beat their horn if they feel that a uh, learner driver is too slow, or like I, I might notice if I'm going on to a roundabout or if there's someone who's doing it very clearly doing a lesson in a, in a, a, a car that's used specifically for lessons. If they're a little bit slow, or if they're not really going at a speed that is considered to be, you know, the normal speed for someone who is has their full license, people are very quick to, to beat their horn or kind of slightly intimidate them to try and get them to, to, to move forward a little faster or to go in the roundabout a little earlier. And like I, I don't think that's helpful for anyone. No. 
But we soon forget we were all learners at one stage. I know, exactly, exactly. And, and, you know, look, I can understand when someone has had their licence for a long time, they might not necessarily be as overly observant as someone who is preparing for a driving test because obviously you have to be super observant in order to to pass. Um, And and everyone should be. But, you know, when someone's been driving for for 20 years, they may not be as, as observant as they would have been when they were learning. So... They may not have the patience for someone who who is being ultra cautious um, and might be a little bit slower, you know, going on the roundabout or, or coming out of a, a red light. But like, I mean, people, I think Irish people, we love to, to beat the horn if someone's about five seconds late and a light that goes green. And look, I can understand some of our traffic lights are, are awful and they go green for about 20 seconds. So it can be the difference between, you know, going through that green light and then waiting another two minutes to go through it. But mm-hmm. I think we do definitely have a bit of a lack of patience when it comes to things like that. And especially with the learner driver, I think that can really make someone who's already probably quite anxious even more so. And that's not going to speed up the process for them. That's just going to make them a bit more worried. So I do think we definitely have more or less patience for learner drivers because they're that little bit slower. And they always will be because they are, you know, they're practicing and they're trying to get used to to busy roads and, and people might be, you know, late for some, but it's it's not their problem. You know, that they're being cautious drivers for their own sake. You know, just in talking to you, Robin, there's another text in from a listener who says it seems that L plates are like a red rag to other drivers on yeah. the road. Yeah, yeah, it's absolutely, absolutely. ridiculous. The drivers that oh, this is a texter who's a, a parent who says it's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. The drivers we've come across while my son is learning to drive using the car horns, overtaking him at speed while he stopped, yeah. really aggressive yeah. leaning in the horn as well. Everybody was yeah. a learner. Please have patience yeah. with learner drivers. Uh, Brenda Bulger is with us too um, from the Bulger School of Motoring. Like, is that what it's down to, Brenda? Is it just we're so impatient? Yeah. Simple as it that. Is. Yeah, as Robin was speaking, I was just consistently nodding in agreement. Um, I uh, got a School of Motoring car and I've taken the signs off of it because I found driver behaviour from experienced drivers when they would be approaching a car that was clearly labelled as a school of motoring car for a learner driver behaviour, pulling out in front of you, trying to overtake you as much as they can to put as much distance as they can between themselves and the learner because they just, you know, don't want to get caught behind them or they maybe consider them a higher risk to be sharing the road with. But like, as you said earlier as well, Robin, when, you know, you're aggressively pressing the horn, isn't that going to trigger the person in the vehicle in front of you to go, oh, you know what, thanks for that. Now I know what I should be doing to move out of your way. They're already nervous. They're already anxious. That's just adding to it. It's not helpful. Mm. And, you know, they're not going to grow old in that spot. They are going to move the car off. Just take a breath and give them a moment. Because is the reaction that the other drivers are giving to somebody stalling or delaying at a traffic light warranting somebody stalling or behaving at a traffic light. I think if we examined it a little bit closely, it's probably yeah. better. But why, but why are we more impatient, Brenda, though, than, than other drivers? Like to talk about two thirds of motorists um, reporting that they've experienced aggressive behaviour in the roads. Like, I mean, h- how do we differ from drivers in other countries? Because everyone typically tends to talk about drivers in Italy and and in France. And yet, like, you know, we're here in... Sure, there's two-thirds is a huge proportion of the driver driver population. To be fair, I've driven in Italy. Um, 
they would be ranked with us um, from personal experience in terms of aggression when driving. No offence to the Italians. I was surprised it was only two thirds in Ireland. Um, like, for example, I had, uh, and just to put this out there for people who do engage in that aggressive behaviour, I was undertaking training with uh, a lady who had um, recovered from a very serious accident. She had spent time in the National Rehabilitation Centre in Dunleary. She had undertook so much to physically and mentally prepare herself to get back into the car. And we had maybe done one, two, three lessons and we were back out on the road and there was an articulated truck driving behind us. She wasn't reaching the speed limit because it's a limit, it's not a target. She had as much right to be on that road as everybody else. And he kept beeping the horn and he kept trying to overtake us and he put her recovery back months just because she wasn't going fast enough for him to get to his destination. And I understand that they have deadlines and they work. And when you're working, your employer's logo is emblazoned on the vehicle. Be careful when you are behaving like that. Like that poor lady was set back months in her ability to move forward and come back on the road and had an arduous journey to get to where Mm. she went. And just because somebody else was having a bad day or was running behind and just couldn't wait until there was a nice clear space and we had turned off the road for them to carry on with their journey, she had to go back and we had to start all over again. all over again. Bills are up all over again. Yeah, I've been asking people today, Brenda, just to get in touch with their their stories. Obviously not while you're driving, I should say, maybe as well. But asking people to share their stories of just, just what are our driver behaviours like, our attitudes like here uh, in Ireland. This texter says, driving habits, why are so many Egypts allowed to park on the wrong side of the road? It beggars belief, the ignorance that you come across. This texter says, what really annoys me about drivers is that when I stop to let them out, they just drive on. You never get a thank you or even a nod. I'd say 70% of the time, never say thanks. Pat has got in touch. I'm a sales rep. I drive about 60 kilometres a year and I'm increasingly suffering from road rage and it's due to shocking bad drivers. One example is drivers who stop at roundabouts when there's no cars coming. There's no stop sign uh, on the roundabout, says this listener. Kieran in Dublin, Irish driver's behaviour, it's atrocious. We've learned that we can all get away with anything because there's no guards in the road, says Kieran. Like, is, is, do we, are we just a nation that needs penalties, Brenda? Is that what... Not necessarily. Like, to, to come back to that point that was made about drivers stopping at roundabouts, of course, you're not supposed to stop at roundabouts. Roundabouts are yield. You're only supposed to stop you know, if required to do so. But for some people, their visual and reactions and their cognitive processes are slower than they are for other people. So if someone's on the road and they're driving, you know, I'd say maybe 60,000 kilometres a year, um, if he's a sales rep, he's obviously more skilled, I would hope, at driving. But because he's spending so much time in that car, is that good for him? Is that healthy for him that he's on the road that often? Driver fatigue can kick in as well. And I'm not saying that he's not a good driver. I'm sure he's very, very good. But if somebody else is coming up to a roundabout and they're stopping, it could very well be they don't know what they're doing because some drivers are on the road since, you know, bef- long before we had roundabouts and they're very cautious of them. Other drivers are just coming up and they're stopping because they don't know what they're doing. Other drivers will come up and stop because they need thinking time. We, can't, we don't all operate at the same speeds. 
And I don't mean in terms of our vehicle, but in terms of our processing, we don't all operate yeah. at the same time. No, thing. it's a fair point. Um, Aubrey is with us as well, Brenda. Aubrey's a, a taxi driver. Like, you're a professional on the road, so Aubrey. I mean, do you encounter much road rage? I encounter road rage, but I just ignore it. You don't pay any heed to it? No, I don't pay any heed to it. I mean, I, I, when I was at Dublin bus, I, I did the advanced driving course so with the Institute of Advanced Motorists. And that was one of the first things I thought uh, doing, doing that course is, is to ignore, ignore road rage. So what do you do to ignore it? You just don't, don't, don't look at people when they're... I don't, I, I just ignore them. I, I just, if somebody beats their horn at me, I just drive past and I just completely ignore them. Mm. And it probably annoys them even more. But it's the tailgating and stuff like that. I don't worry about tailgating. Because, <laughs> I mean, if somebody's, got, if somebody's going to, to run into the back of me, well, that's their fault. Yeah. So you just ignore it. Like, as somebody on the road daily, how would you describe our driver behaviours? Well, uh, driver behaviours is, is, is atrocious. In, 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 uh, but that's, I think that's the same in any, in, in any country because... Primarily, drivers seem to think that they own the space that they're driving in. And it's their space and will be tied you if you go anywhere near it. And every driver has the same attitude. Instead of thinking that it, every bit of space on the road is, is everybody's. Yeah. So if, you, if somebody wants to change lanes, the, 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 the car won't let them change lanes because they say, this is my space and you're not changing lanes and you're not getting in front of me. So is a lot of it then, Brenda, just down to, you know, when you're 10, 15, 20 years driving, you're just out of practice. You forget. You pick up bad habits. Is that where a lot of this bad, bad driving behaviour comes from? I, I think some of it comes from that. But to pick up on Aubrey's point where, like, it's it's your space and, and selfishness on the road, there is an element of that in there. And it's because your vehicle is like your private property. It's your little bubble. It's where you put on your music or you have time out from, you know, everyday life when you're getting from one place to the other. And we have a tendency to think of it in terms of me and, and my space and kind of like a selfish kind of aspect to it when the attitude we should be bringing towards it is that the roads are shared spaces. They're community spaces. They're not individual spaces. And like I was actually a victim of road rage from a cyclist rather than a motorist one day for okay. driver behaviour. Um, it was quite bizarre. She thumped and kicked my car because I had stopped to let her pass. But she wasn't expecting me to stop and let her pass because that hadn't been her experience in the past. And she went into the back of me. But I was, she was coming straight. I was turning. I stopped because she had right away. Her experience was that people don't stop to let her go. So she had taken action to move out onto the road because she had expected me to turn and cut her off. But I didn't. And she went into the back of me and kicked the car, punched the car, waved at me with less than all fingers mm. and shouting and, and drove off. But that's because she had been conditioned to to bad behaviour, basically, yeah. yeah. And yeah. then had, had no way of knowing that 
there is somebody out there who will behave correctly. You know, like we're getting conditioned to that. Yeah. That's alarming. Yeah, well, just on that, Donal is texting and he says, I'm a part-time driver. Most drivers are decent behind the wheel, but there's a few Egypts around. We do also remember the odd, bad, impatient incident. We take the good drivers for granted, says Donal. This texter, I have to say, drivers hogging the fast passing lane and motorways while driving under the limit drives me nuts. I passed a queue of nine cars on the inside of the M1 the other day as they were all in the fast lane and the slow lane was empty, says this texter. Aileen is on the line. Aileen, what's your experience of um, aggressive behaviour on our roads? Hi, Andrea. So I'm working another one of the medical sales um, people on the road. So have been covering various parts of Ireland for the last 23 years. And I would say on the whole, Irish drivers are not the worst. I think we have a lot of very courteous um, and mannerly drivers and very aware drivers on the road. But I have had my fair share of road rages. You mentioned tailgating earlier, and I have had occasion to report somebody for tailgating. If that happens, I'll put my hazard lights on just to say you're a little bit close put my hand up in the mirror and say, can you please give a little bit of space? And on the whole, most people do. But there are some people who just take that as um, something to antagonize them, or I do antagonize them, and they will continue to tailgate. So I did report one person. To the guards? Um, like, who, or who? To the guards. Yeah. To the guards. And they asked me, did I want to take it, take it further? And I said, no, I just wanted this person to be aware that their driving behavior was unsafe on the road. But just at the end of last year, I had uh, an absolutely horrendous situation where I was driving on the M1 at nine o'clock at night on a rainy uh, evening coming back from the north to Dublin. And there was a road, a big articulated road haulage truck came up behind me. Now, at this stage, my red light was on. I didn't have enough fuel and I couldn't, um, I didn't know for sure where the next service station was. So I literally stayed in the low, the slow lane on the left at 100 kilometers an hour. And I obviously wasn't driving fast enough for this driver who kept flashing the light. Um, beeping the horn, overtaking, then coming in behind me again. And I couldn't move faster because I didn't want to be stuck as a a lone female on the side of the M1 uh, at night. Mm. And eventually at one stage, he pulled out into the fast lane and then started moving into my lane to take me off the road. So I beeped the horn, pulled back out again, and then he did the same thing again. And by the grace of God, I happened to be close enough to the service stations at that um, time and was able to pull off. I did get, I was too upset and he was moving too fast for me to get the number plate, but I did get the name of the company. And I rang the Garda station nearest to the area that I was in Mm. and they said, no, we're not the right area. So I rang a second one. And all I wanted to know was who can I report this incident to so that that driver can be made very aware of how intimidating. I had a reason for not going at 120 kilometers an hour. Um, and to make a very long story short, the, the guard was very empathetic. Um, they took my details. It took her a number of months for a particular guard to come back. And 
basically, they, I gave them the name of the company. They said they would contact them, but I never heard anything back um, from from the guards again. And for me, as someone who's on the road a lot, I simply want a phone number to be able to report bad behaviour, give a number plate and say, please help this person understand that their behaviour is unacceptable and unsafe on the road for other road users. But this is from from how I have pictured what you've described today. This is actually veering at you nearly in an articulated truck, is it? You mean driving, swerving towards you across lanes as if to hit your car. Like that's more than than just bad behaviour. I mean, like that's true. You could easily have, if there was any dip in the verge at all, could easily have If I hadn't been, yeah, if I hadn't been a confident driver... I would have been stopped on the side of a motorway in bits. But I, I I suppose I didn't know, I couldn't communicate to him, look, I don't have enough diesel. If I go faster, I could end up being stuck as a, a single woman on the side of the road with no, well, of course, I could have phoned uh, um, someone to come and pick mm. me up or, uh, um, you know, someone to but get you're diesel. you're doing all that while you're just, driving, you can't, yeah, yeah, no, I take your point. But like, it's, I mean, that, that's an, it's a terribly unfor- unfortunate story, Ellie. It and was. a frightening experience, I've no doubt. Yeah, yeah absolutely. It was, but it, I guess for me, the it was the fact that I couldn't speak to, be it road traffic guards or somebody, to be able to say, this is unacceptable, leave this with us and we will come back to you mm-hmm. and we will take action about this. And But nothing happened. No feedback. Yeah. Um, yeah, look, I'm Aileen, I'm sorry to hear about your experience, but, but thank you for, for sharing the story with us anyway uh, and highlighting it on the programme. Um, this texter has got in touch to say there's no such thing as parking on the wrong side of the road in Ireland. In the US, for instance, they have uh, they have examples where if you park, if you're parked at the side of the road facing the opposite way, the traffic is going uh, you'll very likely get a ticket more people talking about um, yeah, listening to Aileen's story we should have Gardaí and phone numbers on the likes of the motorways that you can report instances to Laura has got in touch this is an interesting text she says I used to drive a Golf and now I drive a Yaris I've noticed lots more bad behaviour towards me for instance, people driving out in front of me from a side of the road when I'm only a short distance from the road. It's like they make an assumption that I'll be a slow driver purely uh, on the basis of the car that I drive. It's Gordon Delora. Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Weekdays at midday on News Talk. And we're talking about driver behaviour. New research out today shows two thirds of motorists have experienced aggressive attitudes on the country's roads. 1800 453 106 is the number. Andrew is with us on the line. Andrew, what's your experience? Well, I've been driving, well, still driving. It's, it was your, your learner driver's comment is that the, the older drivers possibly aren't as observant, which is absolute rubbish. We're more bloody observant. Now, other motorists, yes, I've had road rage. I myself had an incident and I got really pissed off. Now, my bark is worse than my bite. Right. (laughs) And I was really pissed off. And kind of in hindsight, I was like, you know, that was, I didn't really need to do that. That wasn't really called for. Do you know, in hindsight, I thought, no. Overreacting maybe a little. I'm not very proud of it anyway, in that kind of case. But it's, I sat an advanced driving test every year 
for nearly two decades for a company I worked for because that reduced their insurance on the drivers. And never a bother. I've had, I think, one accident, if, if that, in over 40 years. Yeah. But I find, like, there was one guy on the radio and I had a comment, oh, I've sat my 12 lessons. I should be allowed to drive unaccompanied. And absolute rubbish. Mm. All 12 lessons does is basically say, okay, you can manoeuvre a car. You know how you go round the corners, reverse, etc. You've got the basics on the road. That's why they have end plates for two years. It took me, when I passed my test, it probably, I could say safely, it took me at least five years before I could say I was a competent driver. It's a shared space. It's a shared space, and everybody should... It's ridiculous. It's like you've got no right turn, Mm. and you're sitting there stuck behind a pile of cars because one at the front decides, well, I'm turning right anyway. How would you overall, Andrew, describe um, uh, like our, our driver ability or driver behaviours here in Ireland? Like you're obviously a professional. You've obviously had experience in you know dr- driving as part of your profession over the years. Yeah, I've driven in quite a few countries as well. Okay, and it's just the attitude to driving when you're abroad is more a case of it's a shared space. You get the leeway. The signs are there. They, they they obey them. They do them. They don't abandon their cars in disabled spaces in shopping centres and things. They have a real different attitude to the road. What about you? As I find here, yeah, go sorry, ahead. I think here that a lot of the time it's a case of I'm on the road. Yeah, we forget to the other people in the space. It's I'm on the road. That's that's the attitude you get a lot of times. What about you, Fiona? What's your experience of this? Um, well, Andrew just mentioned there are other countries, and uh, I suppose that's what I when I texted in. It was about the perspective of you know of Ireland versus other countries mm. because mine is um, to, to compare the comparison to Turkey. So I would be over and back to Turkey quite a lot. I have family and friends over there, and it's a different world altogether from a negative perspective. So um, they like. In Turkey, we, we laugh sometimes, like a red light does not mean stop. A red light means suss the road out and see if it's okay to go. Do you know what there's, um, like there could be three lanes on the road and, you know, cars would start to squash a fourth lane in to see if they can, you know, get up on the queue. And so there's a different perspective altogether in Turkey. You know, I love Turkey to bits, I'm over and back, but that's what we've become um, used to. But when my friends from Turkey come over here and they drive here, they're blown away by how brilliant Irish drivers are and how light nice. that we are. And to, you know, the, the, the typical traditional little wave off the yeah. steering wheel and little the things nice. like that, that, that they never would ever get on like that in Turkey. Or even to let someone out when you see someone trying to, struggling to get out from a side lane and yeah. stop the car and let them out. Not a hope would that ever happen in Turkey. Do you know, so they're blown away by how Not brilliant and yeah, so like maybe it is about perspective to be able to say maybe a lot of people are just used to. No, I lose the head myself sometimes, and I know that my bugbear is people not knowing how to use yellow boxes. When you see someone pull into a yellow box, and I just shake my head and kind of go anyway. But uh, but like I said, I've I've driven on Turkish roads then, and they'd nearly drive across your bonnet. 
just to get across the road, never mind you being on it. So again, it's just to be able to compare it to different yeah. countries. No, it's great to hear that, that that perspective for sure. I see just on that when you talk about the yellow, the yellow box. This listener says, um, I think a lot of the a lot of the reason for driver impatience, particularly in Dublin in the city, it's the amount of traffic lights. They're almost always out of sync. The driver gets about a hundred meters before another red light. You might get twenty seconds of a green light, and if somebody takes ten seconds to take off. Uh, when the lights change, that's half the sequence of the lights. Totally inconsiderate driver behaviour, says this listener. Another texter regarding road rage. I want to completely agree with the person um, talking about her experience on the M1. This is Aileen who shared her story there just before the break. This listener says, I drive up and down uh, the M1 two or three times a week and the level of aggressive drivers is frightening. Major issues with aggre- uh, with aggression, says this texter. Jer is on the line. Jer, you've been listening to Andrew and Fiona there. What's your experience of driver behaviour here? Hi, Andrew. How are you? Good. Hi, good, good. Um, well, now, I've been driving cars since I was 17, motorcycles, and I also competed in bicycle racing. And uh, I can tell you, I agree with the man with the school of motoring. Irish drivers are just outrageous. A lot of them don't know how to use a roundabout properly. And I told your team there about my incident, having been assaulted by a bicycle rider when I was trying to get into my own apartment complex. What happened? Okay, so briefly, I live on the south side of the city. I won't mention locations of people involved. And I live in a gated community. And I was coming down the hill, which means I would have turned left into my apartment complex. And the maintenance workers had the gates closed. So on my way down, I spotted a cyclist in the cycle lane. Uh, oh, no, traffic at moderate speed. So I stopped my car. I had to get my car off the road, which partially blocked the cycle lane. Now, at this point, I must explain to you, the pedestrian lane and the cycle lane run parallel to each other, and there's a big stop sign for both. Okay. And he ignored this, and because he had to detour from the cycle lane into the pedestrian lane, uh, he stopped his bike and uh, physically assaulted me sitting in my car. Now, I'm sitting in the car with my seatbelt on, came over to my door, usual language, and he hit me in the shoulder. And Through the window? I, the window was down because yeah. it was a hot summer's day. And I just looked in my lap and said, is that the best you have? Really? And then the maintenance guys opened the gate, pushed me in. So very quickly, I got my car off the patch and alighted fairly quickly to deal with this guy, but he was gone. So then what I did was I uh, got the complex manager to obtain the CCTV give it to the guardie, they came, picked it up, investigated it, and they rang me and said, well, we don't know this guy, what do you want to do? <laughs> I said, well, what do you want me to do? I said, I'll tell you what I'm going to do now, is that I know this guy if I see him again, and I deal with it in my own way when I see him again. Right. But unfortunately, I didn't. Yeah. Uh, but go. look, it could have turned, you know, I know, obviously, you were hit, but... Um like, like that's that's that is part of the I suppose the experience that we we see from the stats today. Like you know, and and people might be somewhat surprised by that, but the, the actual physical assault 
that can happen. Like road rage, people think of it as just just shouting or beeping the horn. But like, there's we're talking about physical assault, and you're you've an experience of that, uh, Jer, as you've outlined here today. I mean, well, yeah. Like I said, when I looked up to my just, I said he tried to tickle me or hit me, but I couldn't move because my rear end of my car was just literally onto yeah. the road, so I couldn't get out. You couldn't, yeah, yeah. But when I did, he was gone. But there you go. So and. Just, Goes to show that road rage can happen. Yeah, absolutely. And look, thankfully, thankfully, you weren't um, you you weren't you weren't injured or, or hurt in it. But as I said, it could have obviously taken a, a different turn for sure. Uh, Aunt is with us too. Aunt, what's your experience? <clears throat> um, well, I'd actually say that Irish uh, drivers are actually pretty good on the whole. Um, I'd particularly like to to uh, have a bit of a shout out for Irish bus drivers. Um, when I was a cyclist um, in town, I I found them uh, very sort of careful and courteous. So uh, certainly I'd, I'd want to give them a shout out. Mm. Um, and I'd also just want to mention that people should um, potentially travel more. Uh, they're much worse drivers than the rest of the world. Where have you um, experienced? I'm Where? Yeah, I, I'm from South Africa okay. um, and Cape Town. And uh, the driving there is absolutely abysmal. Um, really, 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 really aggressive. Um, but that's not actually the worst experience that I've had. Um, I once had to get out of a taxi in Rio de Janeiro, um, uh, the guy basically used the tailgating distance between two cars at 100 kilometers an hour, and he slotted his taxi in between that space, <laughs> in and nice. out of lanes continuously. Um, I yeah. was actually borderline nauseated and um, shaking. Um, I had to actually get out of the car as soon as I could, and I walked the rest of the way to the hotel. <laughs> yeah, no, I can no, no so, doubt. But uh, but but good to yeah. hear the positive experience. And and Fiona, you know, uh, had a, a similar sort of um, um overall yeah. fairly positive, you know, uh, yeah. experience to share too, which I think is worth absolutely. We don't want just all the negative, but like I suppose overwhelmingly, it seems the majority of people's experience has been negative. But thank you, Aunt, for getting in touch today uh, and sharing some more positive thoughts. I suppose too. Um, Vanna is on the line. What's your thoughts? on this? Um, hi, yeah, so I actually uh, rode horses for a very long time and I know you mightn't see that on the, uh, you know, busier roads in Dublin, uh, but where I'm from riding horses, um, sometimes you have to cross a road, there are warning signs, but all riders who are competent to ride on the road on a horse, um, you know, we are, we are taught hand signals I just don't think drivers are aware of. Sometimes people will go slowly around you, but other times it is so dangerous someone was to beep a horn or rev the car and go very quickly because mm. that can cause huge amount of injury. Yeah, and distress, I've no doubt. For both the animal and the rider. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. I'm sure you've experienced that. I do indeed. You'll even see people making videos of on TikTok from all over the world. But I do feel that in Ireland, it's one or the other. The driver who drives very slowly behind you, you might have a nervous horse who can't maybe go as fast yeah. or the, the, the road surface isn't safe um, to go at certain speed and then they overtake and these are usually country lanes or mm. um, dual cabbage patchways is what I call them <laughs> you know with the, yeah. with the little kind of urine in the middle but like that's what we kind of really need to kind of I suppose be aware of and cyclists will give hand signals as well mm. uh, they're very very similar but slow down is kind of moving your arm up and down and pass and, and people seem to ignore those things and don't realise that if you fall on concrete or into a ditch that is absolutely something that I've found loads of people have huge road rage with yeah. no matter how fast you're going but no one's going to gallop down a, 
a concrete road or a tarmac road. No, and it's 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 definitely it's a point worth mentioning, and and, and thanks for that, uh, Vanna, because there was a couple of texts and people talking about um, uh, those out, I suppose, riding horses on some of the country roads and uh, people's lack of knowledge and how to to, to veer veer around uh, riders as well. Bill is with us. Bill, have you a solution to all of this? Well, I don't know. I think the first thing is in Wexford, nobody seems to know how to negotiate around the best. If you want to persist and wait for somebody else to do something, I don't know. What, I don't know what it is. Yeah. But um, I what I what I kind of hit was about actually about the use of a dash cam. I have a dash cam that I use all the time here, and my partner has one in her car. I think it's essential. I think they should have definitely yeah. have in, in the event of an accident. You've proved. There's no argument, like, I mean, you know, uh, but behaviour generally on the road is, is madness. Like, I mean, I've seen people around here with texting and the absolutely flying around, roundabouts, um, you know, not a guard for anything. Are you a professional driver or you just have a dash cam just for your own private car? I'm self-employed and I do quite a bit of driving in my van. Yeah, so you feel more comfortable with it? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. No, it's 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 certainly worth considering. From what I can tell here, anyway, from uh, texters today, and see, would nearly seem mo- taxis. I don't know whether they have to have them or not, but most uh, taxi drivers who've gotten touch or text in anyway have all uh, touched on that point around having dash cams. Jill has gotten contact to say I've been cycling for about forty odd years in Dublin, and I find most drivers are very polite, especially the white van guys. So please give a, a nod to those two today. Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Weekdays at midday on News Talk.